Yo, what is up? Welcome to Ambitious. My name is Dylan Price. Today's episode is huge. It is monstrous. Well, kind of like our our guest in today's episode, Shelby Harris. He's a monster and beast of a defensive lineman for the Denver Broncos. Fresh off a re-signing with the Broncos for a one-year deal to remain with the team for the upcoming season. And he joins us to, well, detail that deal, also detail his career to this point, detail all success, all his trials and tribulations, and what got him to this point, what the future looks like for him, and what this coronavirus has been like for him training for next season. So, great episode, and also, Senior Spotlight 2.0 was a resounding success last week with our guests Jenna Borco and Hannah Kaplan. As we continue the series, reminder, you can send us guess whenever you feel like it at ambitious podcast on instagram but more details on that to follow but today's guest round of applause for kayla lindstadt she will be attending college of st rose in the fall and brianna ibanez she'll be attending binghamton university in the fall both are an absolutely incredible duo of talented of talented musicians seriously you may have not had the privilege to hear them perform, but if you have, you know what I'm talking about. They're both incredible musicians, actresses. They're just phenomenal performers. So they joined the show today to talk about their senior year that was unfortunately cut short and get a moment to talk about what's next, what's the future look like for them, and talk a little bit about their performances in high school. Really cool episode, guys, and I hope you enjoy it. After a quick word from our presenting sponsors, Anchor. Yo, what is up? Welcome to Ambitious. My name is Dylan Price. Today's guest is an absolute beast. He is the starting defensive lineman for the Denver Broncos. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Shelby Harris. Shelby, how's it going? Doing good, man. Thanks for having me. Much appreciated. Thanks for coming on. So you're fresh off a new deal. You just got signed to a one-year $3.25 million deal to remain in Denver. How does that feel and how excited are you for next season? You know, it feels, it feels real good, you know, just being able to stay in the same place and I have to move and, you know, kind of finish what I, we started in Denver. It's, uh, it's real exciting and I can't wait to get back to work. Now, the team's got a lot of potential next year. You guys also added Melvin Gordon on offense, a couple key pieces on defense. What are some of the biggest expectations for you guys next season? Well, you know, I just feel like as a defense, we need to, you know, build on what we had going last year, even though necessarily we're seven and nine so we didn't have the greatest of years but i think that uh, our defense has started stepping it up towards the end of the year and i feel like we need to keep building on that and be a be a top five defense in this league now you were a free agent technically for a little bit this offseason what was the market like and how what was your free agency experience like you know so just with the whole coronavirus thing going on it just um made uh, free agency a little difficult just because you weren't able to go visit teams and 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 that type of stuff. So we really didn't I didn't really get the numbers I wanted for a multi year deal. So I just wanted to come back and do another one year deal, prove it and the best place to prove it was in the place we were at last year because then there's not much change or in the same defense and you know, you really you're already comfortable and for me I really love my teammates and so it really made it a no-brainer to come back to uh, Denver. Now, you did have a lot of success last year, and you mentioned a prove-it deal. What are some of your biggest expectations for next year? Um, Honestly, for me, I, I want to be able to uh, 
you know, go out there and just uh, be a dominant force out there. I don't, I'm not going to say necessarily numbers, but mm-hmm. for me, I just want to go out there and, uh, you know, lock lock my side down and just make sure that, you know, I'm doing everything possible to, to be the best player out there. And honestly, you know, last year I, I felt like I had a really good year and I'm just trying to build on that. Now, last year, you were very dominant on the inside and off the edge. You had six sacks and 49 tackles. You had some big moments as well last season. What were some of your favorite highlights from last season individually? Uh, you know, it got a, like I had a great time. That Minnesota game when I had three sacks, and that was, uh, you know, that was the most I've ever had in a game in my uh, NFL career. So, for me, that was a big moment. But then also, you know, you can't ever beat a game winner. And so when I had that... Uh, the batted ball to win the game against the Raiders on the two-point conversion. It was just, uh, you know, it's just like the icing on the cake of the season. Mm-hmm. Last game of the year, in the season, you know, it was a bang. Now, throughout your career, as I was doing some more research into you as well, and I remember a couple of these, I remember watching the Monday Night Football game a few years ago when you had a block on uh, Young Hu Ko's field goal. That was really cool. You stepped up in a late part of the game. What was your kind of mentality there? Well, you know, it's kind of it was kind of just like the epitome of everything because my f- first three years in the league, I've been cut six times, and uh, you know, so I've, and then my fourth year, which was that that year, uh, signed on with Denver on a futures contract and fought my way onto the team, and then the first game of my season, like in in Denver, uh, that game winning field goal happens, and so. It was just like, it was a testament to all my hard work, and I was just so excited to finally do something to help help the team win, and it was just a, it was a really exciting moment for my family. Very cool. And you have a knack as a whole for coming up clutch. You know, you've had a late-game interception in the past. You said you mentioned the late-game deflection. I just mentioned the block field goal. What is it in you that makes you such a clutch and, you know, any time of day counted-on player within your team? I always just told myself, big players make plays. And, uh, you know, you need your big players to step up in uh, game-winning situations. And, and like I said, like a lot of those plays don't happen if, uh, you know, I don't have my teammates with me. You know, they, they, everyone does, it's always about everyone doing their job. And, you know, someone just trying to step up and do something a little bit more. And so, you know, I've, 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 had, a, I've had a couple game-winning plays throughout my career, like even in college and such. And so... You know, I just feel like some people just can make those type of plays, and I'm just happy I'm one of them. <laughs> now, you've been a part of a ferocious defense in the past few years. Part of the key aspect of that is your pass rush abilities and also Von Miller's pass rush abilities. What has Von taught you, and how do you guys work off one another? Uh, you know, Von, you know, he's real good at trying to teach angles and just what to expect. And the one thing he's kind of taught us is just, uh, you know, it's the setup. You can be setting up one move the whole game, cause, and then at, at a big moment, that's when you, you you break it out and you know you make a big play. Because you know sometimes you know old linemen keep will get comfortable. You keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, but you just don't know that you're setting up counter off of it to go out there and get a big sack or, or make a big play. And so you know that's something that's what's, you, know, you know something that Vaughn is, is really good at. Now, coming out of high school, you went to Illinois State University. How was that experience, and how do you feel that shaped you as a football player now? Um, it was good. You know, I think this, uh, 
I went to Wisconsin first, and then I went to oh. Illinois State. But uh, I think just like going to a small school, it really just um, it puts that chip on your shoulder that you need to be successful. Because I feel like a lot of people don't expect much out of you coming out of a small school, and you really have to work for everything you get. So uh, I've just really believed in uh, myself, and I just going to Illinois State really primed me for the league today. Very cool. And how was the NFL draft prospect from or process from your perspective? It was cool. Uh, you know, just honestly, just to be able to hear my name called uh, and and to go out there and and just really just you know, I was with my family and, and a couple of friends at the house, and when my name got called, it was just really special. It was just especially like I said, coming from a small school, you, you just never know what to expect, and so when I remember I was on the phone with my agent, and I got, a, and then I was talking to him, and then I just saw this um, Oakland area code number pop up, and I was like, "Oh, oh, I got, I got to call you back," and and it was, it was the Raiders, and I was like, "We didn't even going to take you." It was just, it's a really special experience. Now, if you had to give one piece of advice for some prospects in this year's draft, what would you give them? Yeah, like I know everything's been hard; like you haven't been able to. Go- Prove yourself. You haven't been able to do the pro days and stuff like that. But the one thing I can always say is persistence. Uh, you know, don't ever give up on yourself. So I keep going on. It's like keep fighting for your dreams because if you give up on yourself, it's going to be easy for other people to give up on you. So you have to be your own biggest believer, and you got to put the work in so that you are confident in your abilities. Now, you're currently coached by a 40-year-plus coaching vet in Vic Fangio. He's notorious around the league for his defensive mind. He was phenomenal with the Bears, and he finally got the opportunity to become a head coach with you guys about or a season ago. How was last season under him in his first season, and now what are some of the things he's taught you for next season? Uh, you know, it's just, uh, he, he brings, like I said, 40 years of, of coaching experience. And, and so for me... I just kind of just look at the way he kind of game plans and what he expects teams to do in the tendencies. And if you can really get one thing out of out of working with a guy like that is that, you know, he's he's pretty dead on when he's talking about the tendencies. So, you know, you just got to know what to expect the next play. Let's say it's like a run at three, three yards or less, it's going to be a pass that next play. Or, you know, just little things like that. It's just, and that's stuff you only learn when you're around the business for so long. Do you feel that some of that knowledge he's passed down to you, and especially his coaching last season, all helped um, provide resources to give you the best resources to have a career year like you did last year? Yeah, I just feel like he puts his players in the best position, uh, you know, to to make plays. And he understands his players' skill sets, and he's going to use those to, to put us in the best position. And, and that's all you ask of a coach, you know. A good coach is a coach that can adapt. And, yeah, you have a set scheme you want to run, but you adapt to the players that you actually have. And I feel like that's what he's good at. Now, if you had to lay out a five-year or even just a uh one or two year plan what are some of the big goals you have in mind for the next few years for your nfl career well you know everybody wants to win the super bowl and so you know that's obviously a huge thing for me i want to win the super bowl and and uh 
you know, really just, you know, cement my legacy just with a win, you know. And uh, and also, you know, I, also, I really want to, you know, make it to a Pro Bowl. I feel like I'm good enough to, and I just feel like, you know, I was, I was close last year. So, I'm, you know, it's just that would be the icing on the cake of my career for me. Very cool. And last season, career year, what are some things that you feel that maybe you didn't do the best in last season, even though you had a career year, that you're going to try to change up and maybe even change up in your training for next season? Uh, I want to get in better shape. Uh, you know, I feel like you can always get in better shape. But, you know, playing 600-plus snaps, it starts to wear on your body. And so you got to do the things now to take care of your body and get yourself in the best condition possible to go out there and play 16 games and be effective and from the first to first quarter to the fourth quarter. And so that's my one thing that I'm, I'm working on and, and I'm, and I feel like it's going to make a big difference. Now who, um, on the field has had the biggest impact to your career? On the field? Yeah. I would say, you know, probably well, since I've been in Denver, is this really the D lineman I've been with uh, since I've been in Denver, like Derek Wolf, Zach Kerr, uh, you know, those guys have uh, really um, just helped me with my game. And everyone understands the game differently. And I, and I love listing how other people's just per- perspectives of the game are. And so it just really, uh, you know, it helps me see the game differently. And it, it just, uh, I feel like it overall enhances my game. So if I have those two guys, I don't know uh, where I'll be at. Very cool. With the last season success and really bursting on the scene the last three years as a whole, how do you feel that you fit on the defensive line? You played a little bit of nose tackle last year as well, and you were at the uh, defensive end as well. Where do you feel you fit best? Uh, definitely defensive end. You know, nose was just something I've never really played before. You know, I could definitely fill in there, but I feel like, you know, it's going from making impact. I'm definitely, a, you know, a decent event in this defense, and I feel like I can, you know, better it better suits my skill sets uh, when I can play defensive end more out in space. Now, outside of football, what are some things that you uh, are fond of and pursue? Well, you know, I love video games. <laughs> you know, it's just, I'm, a, I'm a big gamer. I love Call of Duty, I love Madden, uh, 2K, you know, uh, the show. You know, I love I love playing video games. You know, I love hanging out with my kids. You know, I have three kids. I'm married. And um, especially with this whole uh, coronavirus going around, this has uh, really been a great time for my family where, you know, we we have to spend time together. You know, the oldest is going to school. And, you know, it's just we're all together all day and so you know it's really like some great bonding time that's going on and and that's something I'm really appreciative because you got to find some type of positive about this and I feel like that's a great positive being with my family very cool now off the field I mentioned the on the field coaches and stuff before but off the field who has had the biggest impact to your life or your uh, I'd say my mom I'd say my mom Right. Uh, my mom, I was raised by a single mom, and then my grandma, you know, was a big help too. But, you know, just seeing my mom, you know, raise, raise three kids and do everything she did by herself, it really just, uh, you know, it pushes you not to fail. It pushes you to try to be the best person you could be 
Um, you don't because you don't want to let her or my grandma down. And so, you know, they're a big part of, uh, you know, why I, who I am. And, you know, I just, a lot of what I do, I do it for them. Now, you mentioned your three kids and no school right now, no NFL going on. How's that going with no school and having to manage that? You can be trying, <laughs> you know, but you know, at the end of the day, it's, 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 it's cool. It's, uh, it's a little different, you know, it's usually during this, during this off-season uh, time, I get, I get like the middle of the day to myself, but now you really don't get any time. <laughs> But, you know, we fill it in. We play board games. You know, we really just, uh, we try to keep it fun. You know, it's just, well, the oldest, you know, they do uh, on the online school and stuff. So, you know, try to help with that. But, you know, it's just, it's really just trying not to get on each other's nerves too much. So, <laughs> it's just, uh, it's, it's a good time, though. Now, with all the craziness going on right now and the potential of maybe no training camp or significant alterations with the way the season's going to be, how are you continuing to stay in game shape and stay in uh, shape as a whole and train? So, me and my wife were kind of, we kind of expected this to happen where they were going like, to have to lock down some stuff. So, we started making our basement into a home gym. And, uh, you know, we added, like, a Peloton bike, and we got battle ropes, we have uh, speed ladders, and, you know, we have a bunch of, and, like, kettlebells, we have a bunch of stuff that, you know, can really help me uh, staying, like, in shape. And the one thing I always say is, regardless of how hard you work out and everything you do, there you can't get in football shape just lifting weights. The only way you can get in football shape is by playing football. So everyone's going to be tired, everyone's going to be sore when we, whenever we come back. And, uh, you know, that's just, that's just the way it is. But the, the way you just got to make your body be in the best shape possible to, so it can help your recovery. And so, you know, I'm just I'm trying to do my part and, you know, just trying to make sure, you know, I'm being a real pro and I'm going to be ready when the time comes. Very cool. Now, part of the season alterations for next season are not really um affiliated with the coronavirus but now there's going to be an added playoff team officially today and starting next season there's going to be a 17 game season how is that going to change the way you operate things and what are your opinions on that well with a, the you know the extra playoff game i think it's a good thing you know i think the nfl is kind of just like baseball where they have such a small percentage of their teams make the playoffs and you uh, you look at the nba nba has a a big, a big percentage of their teams make the playoffs. I, I don't think it's a bad thing. You know, I love to see the dark horse kind of go out there and compete and kind of upset some people. And so I think it will be good for the game. And then when it comes to 17-game seasons, it's just, uh, you know, it's going to be very trying on your body. So I just feel like people are just going to have to really invest in taking care of their bodies throughout the season and especially during the off season in order to, you know, make that, make the 17th game work. Now, growing up, was there a player you tried to emulate and idolized? Well, I'm from Milwaukee, so, you know, I'm a, I grew up a Packer fan. Um, so, uh, you know, Reggie White was a, was a, a big fixture in, in my house. Just the pure strength and, you know, just the, the power he played with. And it was just, it was always uh, crazy to watch, but, you know, he was just somebody who I always just, like, looked up to as a kid. 
Now, one of my final questions for you, Shelby, is one I ask every guest, and I do want to give you the opportunity to take as much time as you need to answer it. And yeah, so when it's all said and done, your career, your life after football as well, what is the ultimate legacy that you, Shelby Harris, want to leave? Um, honestly, it really has nothing to do with football. I'd rather be remembered as a, as a good person, a caring person, and, you know, somebody that is, um, you know, there for my friends and family. You know, football is just such a small part of our lives. Uh, we live, <laughs> we live 40 years after football. And the legacy is something that, you know, you really just want to, you know, wanna, when you're around people, you want to rub off on them that, you know, be a good person, be a good family man, be a good teammate. You know, it's just, there's going to be a lot of great football players out there. But the thing is, you know, you got to separate yourself by being the best man you can be. Very cool. My final question for you, one I just started adding into the uh, role of questions here, is if you could be any kind of boat, what kind of boat would you be? Hmm. <laughs> if I could be a boat, I'd want to be a, a yacht. Very cool. Yeah, I don't want to be a yacht. I'd just be, you know, just lounging around, chilling, going real slow, throwing parties, and having a good time. <laughs> Very cool. Shelby, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to come on. Best of luck with all the craziness in the world going on right now. Before we close out, I do want to give you the opportunity to plug your social medias, plug whatever you feel, or just leave off on a general message. Can't thank you enough, man. Oh, yeah, man. Everyone, follow me on Instagram, ShelbyHarris75. And actually, funny story about that. Instagram only let me change it because I was 75 in Oakland, and I have not been able to change it for like five years. Wow. So follow me on Instagram, ShelbyHarris75. On Twitter, follow me, ShelbyHarris93. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate the the time, and uh, I hope you all the best. Thanks. You too, man. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Shelby Harris, defensive lineman for the Denver Broncos. Yo, what is up? And welcome to the second edition of Senior Spotlight. So if you missed last week's episode, basically what this is, is a five, 10 minute, however long thing, giving the opportunity to shine a light on in today's episode, specifically two seniors who are at least important in my life and very crucial in the community I live in in Monticello. So today's guests are starting with Kayla Lindstadt. She will be attending the College of St. Rose this fall, studying music education. Welcome to the show, Kayla. How's it going? It's going great. How are you? I'm doing good. And also today's guest is Brianna Ibanez. Brianna will be attending the College of St. Rose. Oh, no, the College of Binghamton University this fall. (laughs) And uh, she'll be studying biology. Brianna, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. So starting from kind of the beginning, obviously, unfortunately, you guys, senior year got cut short. But if looking back at it, there was one thing you guys could pull as like your favorite memory. I'll start with you, Kayla, from this senior year that was abbreviated. Um, my favorite memory from this past year uh, is definitely the musical, even though it was a tad bit difficult at times. The show was great and the people in it were fantastic. And it was really an experience that I wouldn't trade for anything. Yeah, I have to agree with Kayla. The musical was probably one of the best experiences 
I had my senior year. It was just a, it was a great community to be a part of. And I loved being surrounded by, by all these loving and supportive people. But another highlight of my senior year was the food and toy drive because it allowed me to help serve my community. And since I was a chair, I would have more responsibilities with um, staying after and counting every day. So it was really a good experience for me and it helped me serve my community while still being around the people that I love to be around. Very cool. Now looking, and this may be a little more of a difficult question to answer, but looking at your guys' senior year, obviously it's unfortunate what happened, but especially with the situation in our world right now, is there anything, and whoever wants to go first can go, that you guys have kind of pulled from this as like a lesson that you'll maybe take with you the rest of your life? Well, um, I feel that, of course, there's, of course, once we get out of this, we're going to feel a lot more grateful for all that we have. But I think another lesson I am going to be able to take with me after this is all said and done is to take advantage of the time you have. Because I, after, after a while, after I got over it and I kind of processed I realized that all this time at home, I could be doing a lot of things that I wouldn't have gotten to do if I still was in school. Although it's been insanely difficult, I've tried to keep positive by thinking about all the things that I am now able to do because this happened. Yeah, that's a great way of looking. That's a really like optimistic way of looking at it. Me, on the other hand, I, I think of it kind of is like a wake-up call to, you know, live. Because now that we're all stuck inside by ourselves, it's it's easy to, like, look back at memories and think of how things should have gone and how maybe you should you maybe you should have forgiven a person sooner or maybe you should have had more fun doing whatever. And I think that's something that I'm going to take with me in the following years is to just live be happy (laughs) obviously it's very unfortunate but you know like that's obviously something i heard too from jenna and hannah who are in similar situations and i assume probably going to hear as i continue on with this series that it's kind of giving you guys a different outlook because it was unexpected i mean the traditional senior year is this time of the year is the craziest the most Mm -hmm. fun it's been a little bit of reverse this year and Mm -hmm. obviously not what you guys expected or deserved, but unfortunately that's how it is. So shifting gears a little here, looking at the future. So obviously you both have major decisions starting with Kayla. What made St. Rose the fit for you? Um, I think uh, a major part of it was how um, kind of tight knit everything was. I have a hard time in like big, groups and it was really important to not feel overwhelmed as well as it being like a music school and that's obviously what I intend to go move forward with in my career but just you know (laughs) now Brianna how about you what made Binghamton the fit for you well um for me Binghamton was the first school that I heard back from that I got an acceptance letter from so that was a really I think it was a really emotional time for me and it really helped me it grounded me and made me feel like okay so I've 
I'm going to college at least. But Binghamton specifically was a good fit for me because it's a really good education and it's it has really like high levels uh, or high standards uh, for education, but it's still affordable. And I think that it was really important for me to not get out of college with a huge debt. And another thing for me that made Binghamton the right choice was when I went to go visit it, I just got this homey feeling and it just felt like I could feel at home there and it could be a second home to me. So that's why I chose Binghamton. Very cool. Now, Kayla, you're going for music education. Brianna, you're going for biology, but you're also an incredible musician. Both of you performed a lot throughout high school. Looking back individually, was there a performance or maybe a moment where you were like, this is like what I've worked for. This was like my peak of my moment to shine. And whoever wants to go first can discuss. Go on, Brianna. Okay. So (laughs) I... I've been doing theater for a long time and I don't really know what made me so passionate about it, but I was so passionate about it and I loved doing it. I was on stage. And then um, last year we did Little Shop of Horrors and I watched the show and I fell in love with the character of Audrey for some reason. I don't know. It just, it felt right. So I practiced and practiced insanely hard to like, be able to get this role. I ended up getting the role, and from then on, I was so involved and so passionate, and I was practicing every second I could. I already knew all the music because I studied so hard for the audition, and when I got the role, I worked super hard to make it the best performance I could, and one day, I performed somewhere that's green um, in front of... It was in front taking pictures for the yearbook and she comes backstage afterwards and she tells me that it was so good and that she actually that I actually made her cry and I made her feel and then I realized why I love doing theater so much it's for I love doing theater because of the emotions it gives other people and for because I love to give people an escape I like people to feel empathy and feel passionate about something that could make them escape their own reality that's really cool Kayla how about you I 100% agree with everything she just said I have not been doing theater nearly as long as Brianna has it's a very short timeline for me but um I think it was uh this year I got, for a very short amount of time, I got to put myself into the shoes of Dolores from Sister Act. And something about this, like, passionate, strong woman just really resonated with me. And it was difficult at times to kind of put on that diva persona. But at a certain turning point in the story, she lets her guard down. And I think when I... And was in the chorus room surrounded by all the other girls in the show singing Sister After Prize, just watching them all like crumble as I'm singing to them and me myself tearing up. It was really emotional and made me really realize like this is 
really something that I love doing. I love bringing, like Brianna said, I love bringing people emotion that they might have repressed or, or that they don't want to feel or making them feel something, making them feel like they're not alone or that they can escape whatever they're going through. It's just a really like warming and touching thing to be able to give to people. That's very cool. And to the audience listening to this who may have not ever heard them perform, I've heard both of you perform many times. Last year, I got to hear you, Kayla, last night, I think it was, for the first time I had ever heard you sing. And I was like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) And Brianna, I've heard you sing since middle school, maybe, and not a single time goes by that I hear you sing that I'm not like, wow. Like, Monticello was lucky to have both of you two in the music program. And it was very cool to watch you guys a year younger than you guys. And Kayla, I've only known you really since last year and to this year, but watching you perform is incredible every time. And Brianna, I've gotten privileged to act with you and perform with you in shows. And every time you put your heart and soul into every show and you, it shows every time you perform. So I just wanted to commend you guys for that. And you guys are both incredible performers. And obviously you guys didn't get to perform your last show, but you both put your heart and soul into that show and you both were going to be great in that as well. Thank you. Thank you. With that said, looking at your guys' future, again, I guess more here, if you had to give one goal maybe for the next 10 years, each of you, what would that goal be? Wow. All right. So for the next 10 years, honestly, I don't have like a specific career goal or anything specific, I guess, but my goal for myself in 10 years is to be happy no matter what I'm doing, no matter where I'm at in life. I just want to be happy with what I've done and proud of what I have done and, you know, look forward to what I'm going to do. I just want to be happy with my life. How about you, Kayla? I I say this a lot. I 100% agree. Like, I obviously, you know, going into music education, I'd hope to have a job and to be helping students like myself but the main goal for me is to just be happy and to hopefully be making other people happy because that's something that I feel like I need to do in my life is to bring others joy that's really cool so my final question for both of you guys is probably the biggest question I ask every guest who comes on So I'll start with you, Kayla. When it's all said and done, your career as a music educator, whatever else you try to pursue in life, everything you do, what is the legacy that you, Kayla Lindstadt, want to leave? That's a big question. Um, I think after all is said and done, I want people to think of me and think no matter what, has happened to you in your life what's going on what you've done you can choose happiness and you can make your own happiness and whatever comes your way you can face it head on and come out the other side awesome now brianna for you when it's all said and done what do you brianna ibanez want your legacy to be well i think when all is said and done i want my legacy to be that I, throughout my life, 
I brought people joy, no matter how big or how small, and no matter how many people I've affected in life. I just want people to remember me as someone who could make them laugh or make them smile. Awesome. And before we close out, I want to give you the guys the opportunity to plug whatever you want, social medias, just leave off on a general message. Can't thank you guys enough for doing this. I'm so sorry about your guys' senior year, but I hope you guys had the opportunity to kind of reflect on things by doing this and had a little bit of fun. So thank you guys for coming on. So the floor is yours. Brianna, you can start plugging social media, whatever you want to plug just before we close Well, out. thank you for having me. And thank you so much for giving me, giving me this opportunity to talk about everything that happened and my future and all those things. But um, you could add me on Instagram. It's Brianna.Ivanez. And yeah. Kayla, how about you? Uh, I just want to start by saying thank you so much for having me and giving me this opportunity to reflect on everything that's happening. I really appreciate everything that you've been doing for the seniors as like a whole. Um, but I don't really have anything to plug, but you should definitely follow Brianna and whoever's listening to this podcast should definitely spread the word because this kid is awesome. Yes, 100% agree. Thank you guys very much. And thank you guys for coming on. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Kayla Limstadt and Brianna Ivanez. That is it. What an absolute pleasure it was to sit down with Shelby Harris, Kayla, and Brianna. Absolute honor to uh, sit down with Shelby. I've been a fan of his from watching him with the Broncos, and he's an absolute beast. And I'm excited to see what he does next season. He built a fan in me, uh, and I'm really excited to see what he can do. And as for Kayla and Brianna, I've always been a fan of the two of them. They're incredibly talented musicians, and I'm so excited to see what's next for both of them. They're going to do great things, and watch out for them. With that said, thank you guys for tuning in. Reminder, next week, you can tune in for another phenomenal episode. Also, you can check us out on Instagram, as I mentioned earlier, at Ambitious Podcast. Twitter, at Ambitious with DP. YouTube, Adam, well, ambitious with Dylan Price. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Have a wonderful week, guys. And I'll be back next week with another episode.